This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hey, ActiveXer, welcome back to the podcast. And in this episode, I am addressing, answering the question, what is the best exercise regime to prevent lower back pain and or sciatica? Now, unfortunately for you, the straightforward answer is that there is no one size fits all. So I cannot give you, this good listener, a specific exercise regime in this episode. But what I am going to give you is some high-level observations and principles that you can apply to make sure that you are doing the right exercise regime for you, for prevention. So the first point is that it needs to be tailored to the outcome. And what do I mean by that? I mean that it depends what you want to be able to do. So... If, you, if your ambitions for your back are simply that, now when I say simply that's, that's unfair, so if your ambition is that you want to be able to garden for an hour and that might involve some weeding, so bending over, and you'd like to be able to do that three times a week, then your requirements exercise-wise are very different to someone who wants to play golf Um, let's say five times a week, 18 holes each time. So what's the best exercise regime to prevent lower back pain and sciatica for you depends on what you want to be able to do with your back. Does that make sense? The other, um, and and related, very strongly related to that, is I would say that that exercise regime needs to be able to motivate you. It needs to be something that appeals to you. So... And I mentioned there gardening and, um, and golf. Now, for many golfers and gardeners, sending them to the gym is extremely unmotivating. You, know, you, don't, you don't want to go to the gym. You want to garden or play golf. Maybe you want to do both. And so it's important that whatever you are doing relates to the end goal so whatever exercise you're doing relates to the end goal and also that it's one that motivates you because as sure as eggs are eggs if it is not a motivating or something that you enjoy you'll not do it yeah so you might do it for a few weeks but eventually you will stop doing it because it's tedious and boring so it's important that it's tailored to the outcome and that it's something that you will actually stick to. Now, related to that, of course, it also has to be something that you'll actually start in the first place. So if it's really so very um, different to what you do currently, that's a big barrier to entry. So typically in clinic, what I often do with people is say, look, this exercise is not for the long run, uh, it's just something that needs to, you need to be able to do to get through this phase. Um, and I just want you to do it for a minute. Okay, just one minute. That's all I'm suggesting. I think you can do that. Yeah, you can find a minute. Try and attach it to an existing habit. So if you brush your teeth in the morning, 
then immediately after that, do your one minute of exercise. Okay? So really important, if you're trying to start a new habit, attach it to an existing one. So brush your teeth, do your exercise, just for a minute. Okay? Now, I'm probably not going to keep the person at one minute, but it's an easy entry. Okay, so you do it for a minute, you do it for a week, once a day for a minute. Now, what you'll find is that actually you'll start to do it for a couple of minutes and maybe three minutes. And maybe I'll add another one in there that complements the first exercise. So that before you know it, you know, you may be doing eight, a little eight minute exercise regime after you've brushed your teeth. Now, that may not be the format for you. It may be that, you know, the exercise is going for a walk. It might be going for a cycle. It might be any one of a number of things. But whatever it is, it's ideal if it's one that, if it's not immediately related, so if it isn't actually gardening itself, then you can see the connection between if I can do this, then I'm able to garden for longer. Okay? So, labouring the point a little bit. Consistency is the next point. It's super important that you're in, that you are consistent with your exercise, whatever that may be. Okay? You've got to stick with it and do it consistently. And the best way, as I highlighted earlier, to do that is to create a habit. And the best way to do that is to attach it to an existing habit so that you are likely, highly likely, to be consistent. Okay? Now, the next point is to increase gradually. So often I see patients, clients, uh, call, call yourself what you will, clients who have started an exercise and things are going well, they're feeling better. And so let's say, and again, this is for argument's sake, let's say they've been walking for 20 minutes a day and uh, feeling good, so bah, let's do 40 minutes. So have a 40 minute walk and the next day they are worse, okay? Now, big mistake, classic mistake, is too big a jump. Now, I don't know you as an individual, good listener, um, so I can't comment on you and whether 20 jumping up to 40 minutes is viable or sensible, but in principle, it is bad practice. So build up slowly. So um, I mentioned before, have a low barrier to entry. So I combine these two in a little phrase and, and I didn't coin this one. I forget where I heard it first, but start low and build slow. Okay. So start low, make it easy to do and build slow, gradual increases. Now, the final point I wanted to make on this is a really obvious one, perhaps, uh, but it's definitely worth stating. And that is never stop. Okay. So, so often people will do something for a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe even a few years and things have gone well. And then somehow you get out of the habit of doing it. And that's where you start to slip back towards that cliff edge again or in danger of falling off the cliff of pain. If this is a new reference to you, then please go back in the podcast and listen to the foundational first six episodes where I talk about the cliff of pain. Not going to dive into it here. Ooh. 
Sounds like a mixing metaphor, sort of dive into the cliff of pain. I think you're more likely to dive off it, aren't you? Anyway, so let's just review those points. So what is the best exercise regime to prevent lower back pain in sciatica? Firstly, it should be tailored to you. It should be motivating in the long run. And one that you will be consistent with, that you increase gradually and that ultimately you never stop. There we have it. Hope you've got a lot of value out of this one. And by the way, um, please do give me a rating on whatever podcast listening platform you use, um, whichever one, as I say. Um, it helps a lot with listeners and ultimately my goal is to help people who have lower back pain and sciatica like you. So please join in, sh share it around, uh, give me a review that boosts me up the rankings uh, when people are looking for this kind of content. And uh, if you're looking for a more tailored approach than this kind of general educational platform, then you can go to either backpainandsciatica.co.uk where I have a lot of online resources or my old home active-x.co.uk which is our Edinburgh osteopathic business. Um, if you're looking for an in-person consultation either in the clinic or online via video consult. So thanks again for listening and uh, speak to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Back Show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk, and please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in, and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.